Let me tell you all about my life. <laughs> Yo, they can't stop me. Graduated school, my nigga, I'm feeling cocky. Then I got an internship, nobody is gonna top me. But I stay low, nigga, still working on humility. Up at Penthouse, thought they wasn't getting rid of me. Two months strong, it's finally getting lifted me. Then they sent me a text, these niggas is getting rid of me. Fuck, a setback, but a bump in the game. Take a second, pick it up, then restart it again. I play ball when I deal with the pain Cause life is just like basketball if you let me explain Look, you play ball, you got niggas on D now Tryna stop you scoring, box you out for the rebounds But right now in life, niggas riding on my D now Then trying to stop my score, then settling with my rebounds I take the contact, they ain't never gonna block me They could box me out, but they dare wouldn't box me Cause I'm 10 down, I ain't fucking around You knock me down to the ground, I'm bouncing back like I'm Rocky One, two, duck down, hit him with the left hook Came back, right jab, now he got the stress look over a girl, I love the way that I breast look Call my phone talking foul, I banged it on her like Westbrook, nigga Clouds in the room feel like I'm in flight But that's loud smoke in the air from the get right This is Thursday. Well, it's not 9 o'clock while we're doing this, but you're probably listening to it. That means it's 9 o'clock or later. Get live with the crew. Uh, we're doing a little different, like I said on Instagram, where we're going to upload this episode later, and you guys are just going to listen to it when, you, you know, when you're allowed to listen to it. Uh, real quick, though, I'm going to introduce my co-host. I got my boy Shep on the line. What's going on, Shep? What up? How's it going? Thanks I'm for living, having me. Living, I'm living, I'm living. Yo, Mo, Mo Dog, oh, Mo Dog, where you at? Living my best life. Uh-oh. Oh, the man, mo- you, back, you back on this nonsense, man. I, I, leave, I leave for a hey, week. Man. I was hoping he would have got over it. Hey, but... I'll, I'll, put it, I'll put it this way. Which I'll stop when life stops being good. Oof. <sighs> touche, touche. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Real quick, I'm not going to waste any more oh any more time than I already have. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk about it the first two shows because I guess we were just overly anxious, anxious with what we had to talk about already. It was a long um, Tiger Woods won his 80th victory on the PGA Tour. And it's his first one since 2013. Uh-huh. Is Tiger Hood back, y'all? Is he back or, or am I tripping? I was going to say, he pulled a comeback because he's been here four years, all right? Yes, and- thank you. So <laughs> four, four years exactly, bro. <laughs> four, just about yeah, about four years sounds all right. Sounds all right. But you know what? Um, he is not back. That was a fluke. It was uh, the FedEx is uh, in golf in golf layman's terms. It doesn't matter. Okay, mm. it's not a big tournament. It doesn't affect your PGA status at all. And you know what? If anything, it's just. Good for you, Tiger. We know you still got it. You were the best to ever do it, basically, you know, arguably, whoever wants to argue that. And here's a W. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. So it's kind of like, 
I don't want to say. So actually, Shep, since you're the other soccer enthusiast on the show, so oh. basically it's the um, capital, well, not capital one, the Caribou Cup. Oh, the Caribou Cup? Essentially, yeah. you want to win it, but at the same time, it's like, you know what? Yeah, if yeah. we don't, it's not the end of the world. You know I mean? like, right. Uh, okay. Speaking of okay. Caribou Cup, way to go, Tottenham. Good W. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever, man. Did you guys – you guys played in the uh, Champions League the other day, right? I could have oh, sworn. No, was it Was it Barca? Barcelona you guys played? That was a strong team, and I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Disappointing loss, but we made a nice little bounce back in, in uh, just after halftime with Harry Kane scoring a 55-minute uh, goal. And then Eric Lamella, or a.k.a. Eric LaMessi, he's been having a wonderful start to the season. <laughs> he has, uh, I think, five goals and four appearances or something like that. Uh, nice breakout for him, quality, because he's used to getting injured. And now that he's not, he's shining. So, yeah, you know, at, sorry we lost four to two, but you know what? Took a lot of positive out of that game. I really I really thought it was going to be much worse when I first saw it. Once I saw Rakitic hit that uh, – that volley from just outside the penalty box. I was like, oh, man, this is about to get real bad real yeah. fast. No, they, but, they uh, shout out, down. Yeah, shout out to Tottenham for that for that comeback. But bring it, bring it back. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. No, hold on. Yo, One second. Yo. One second before we go anything. Did I just get an Arsenal fan to say shout out to Tottenham? Um. Anyway, back to Tiger Woods. Uh, <laughs> Tiger has arguably Let's been one of the most scrutinized yeah. athletes in our time. Hold on. For his scandal. And I'm sorry, what'd you say? I'll say, before we get into that, can I give my take on the whole Tiger Woods thing real quick? Um, Sure, Mo, absolutely. Yo, come on, you know, I'm a, you know I'm a golf fan. You know I got the Rory McIlroy PGA Tour downloaded. Like, come Rory, on. Rory, Rory McIlroy, you sound like you got your mouth full of M&M, brother. Rory McIlroy. Rory. I got you. Yo, he's Irish. I don't know how to say <laughs> it, bro. Rory. McIlroy, there you go. Go ahead, Mo, you got it. But what I was saying is... Tiger Woods winning this FedEx Cup, like Shep said, it doesn't really matter. And it showed that it didn't really matter with Tiger Woods being the first person to go 0-4 in a Ryder Cup in Ryder Cup matches since like 2013. But uh, uh, ironically, the same year he last won on the PGA Tour. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, before he started getting injured. But um that being said, ha, ha, um what was I gonna say? Yeah, you don't know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That being said, what I was going to say is Tiger Woods has a, a match coming up. Like, the given, the FedEx Cup doesn't matter, all right? Right. And the Ryder Cup, he did not do well. Right. Let's be honest. But what I'm looking forward to, which is going to be, I think, his next major appearance, is going to be Thanksgiving Day when he is playing Phil Nicholson in a head-to-head matchup for $9 million. I think oh, that yeah. would be a great That is match. beautiful. But, but, but this is what I'm saying, though, Stat, and, and, and hear what I'm saying on this. Tiger Woods has always, always, up until the point he got injured, in the, in the field of golf, because golf is an old man sport, I feel like. Not an old man sport, but, like, there are a lot of it, – it's able to dominate the sport at an older age. Let's put it that way. Right. It takes right. a while to get good at that craft. So old, you see older gentlemen dominating that sport. Right. So with that being said – Tiger Woods has always been a young phenom, and then he had his injury. So me personally, I've been waiting for him to make that transition, to see Tiger Woods become from the young phenom to what the Phil Mickelson has been, which is the older gentleman who's been playing golf for a while. He knows all the courses. He's gotten – you know what I mean? Like he he can't count on his physical ability anymore, so he knows exactly how to play his lies. I'm waiting for Woods to make that. That's beautiful. and you're basically saying he's he's not as reliant on his pure sheer talent and his athletic ability. Now, granted, Tiger did have what some golfers it took them years and years and years to get at an early age. But now that he's older and he has to rely more on his, like you said, his basically his nuances that he has from the game, like uh, the certain angle or or just how much to put behind a certain. Like he can't exactly. do what the old, the younger like, Tiger used to do. So, so now the way I would say it. I don't mean to cut you off real quick, but the way I would say it is oh, he yeah. has to think more like a caddy, bro. He has to he has to make sure that the shot that he's taken, he can't suffice for with his body. He has to make sure that's the right shot. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Go ahead. Absolutely. It, may, it makes it makes tons of sense. But that whoever thought of that, whether it be Tigers people or Mickelson's people, that was a brilliant move. And especially bro. getting it for Thanksgiving, 
everyone knows the NFL owns Thanksgiving. Let's just talk about it. But the fact that they were able to get that and it be something as exciting as Tiger Woods versus Phil Mixon, and it's one-on-one, so you don't have to watch too to get yes by a major network yes. that day. Yes, exactly. And and the thing about it is you don't even have to like, oh, man, is Phil up or, oh, man, is Tiger up? It's literally one or the other the whole time. And I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it, just like you said. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of golf personally. I know I need to be just, just for the sake of it being something that I can always, you know, meet new people with. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm truly excited for it. Uh, real quick, though, fellas, we're going we're gonna to jump from Tiger Hood to Major League Baseball. Um, now, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know by now, I am a New York Metropolitan fan. I've been that way since uh, – 96, 94, 95, I was too young to know what the game of baseball was. But at the age, ripe age of two, three, I forgot how old it was. Anyway, not important. I've been a New York Mets fan for that long. And we're not here in the postseason um, for the second straight year due to unforeseen circumstances, a.k.a. uh, Fred Wilpon still being our owner. Um, We have to talk about two teams that I really don't care for as much as – Let's say Mo does, or even Shep does. We have to talk about Hello. the you Yankees. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. said you should care for one of them. Uh, Yankees versus Red Sox. I don't. I could care less who wins. I just want a seven game series. I really want Mookie Betts to win. It's going to be a five game series. No, no. It's it's going to be seven. It's going to be a solid. Actually, it's going to be like a solid seven games. Like I'm really hoping Boston pulls it out, but I won't be angry. If the Yankees win, well, no, it's a best out of five. Oh, that's right. It's the first round, not for yeah, the ALDS. 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 Right, 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 right. See, that should let you know how long it's been since the Mets made the playoffs. It's been two years. I forgot the structure already. Um, but yeah, go ahead, uh, Shep and Mo. I don't know if you guys want to Rochambeau for who goes first to talk about their beloved Yankees, but by all means, whoever wants to go first and give their their take on the series. I win. Oh, all right. So, Alan, tell us why this Yankees-Red Sox series is not only their first meeting in the postseason since 2004, <clears throat> last time the <clears throat> Yankees blew a 3-0 lead. Um, this is the first time that it's been, I think, evenly matched between the two teams uh, because the Yankees still won 100 games, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be fooled by Boston's record-breaking year. The Yankees still won 100 games. 1969, holler at us, boy. Anyway, Alan, like I was saying, brother, I mean, Shep, I'm sorry, your, your show name, Shep. That's fine. What, what, is it, what is it about the Yankees that gives you hope of beating the Boston Red Sox? Well, I'm going to give it to you straight. This is going to be an excellent series. I'm, I right. would like to if I would say I'm not extremely nervous because as a rookie head coach in Alex Cora, he's done a phenomenal job with the team. Not saying that Aaron Boone hasn't with the Yankees. but Aaron Boone he, hasn't. He um he has um rose more questions with his like bullpen decisions and this and that, but that's besides the point. Right, right. I think that the Yankees, if it comes down to it, and if they want to win this series, they got to rely heavily on that all-star bullpen that they have. Okay, and this is Chapman pitching well. This is Batan right. pitching well. We need Britain to bring it back to life. Right, right. I feel that if the Yankees can get their bullpen together and, you know, Judge and Stanton are on, Gary Sanchez pulls himself out of the grave he's dug himself because, oh, my God. Right, 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 yes. Miserable. But his catching defensively was good for the, the wild card game yesterday. I give him credit for that. But he hit into four ground outs. So it is a mixed bag. But <clears throat> what it's going to come down to is – does the Yankees have the heart? And I feel like they do. And I really, I really believe in my heart that they're going to win. But that's just because I'm a biased Yankees fan. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I, Mo, what do you have to say about this? Right, time's up. You take it way too long. Because I'm just like so – like it's gotten me crazy. Like with the ejection of Luke Voigt, Aaron mm-hmm. Judge coming back, hitting dangers, okay, popping dangers, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I, I, feel, I hear what you're saying. I, I feel like saying. this momentum uh, this Yankees uh, has, I like the way it sounds. The, the way this, the momentum uh, this Yankees has is going to be matched very well by the Red Sox looking for some lightning to strike. Let's go Mets. So I'm going to give you some, uh, some let's go Mets. Facts because I am a basic baseball fan. 
But um, Yankee fan who's been a, 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 I don't know how to say it, but um, I've been a Yankee fan since '96 when we when we got the captain, and um, it's kind of been hard for me to watch the Yankees. Quiet, you Met fan. I ain't got time for you right now. How does it feel that you're game in three years and then he gets a standing ovation like he's a hero? And he charges 70 extra dollars to go to the game. First of all, that wasn't Derek Wright. Derek Wright. That wasn't David Wright's doing. That was the Mets. They they planned that out perfectly. Like, how can we how can we make a lot of money in the last game of the season? David Wright. What, 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 think, what they said is we have one more game off of David Wright, the one player on the Mets that the Mets fans still like. How can we make money off of that? <laughs> well, yeah, they only like him because they haven't seen him play recently because we loved Jose Reyes when he first came back, and then he laid a stinker this past season. So yeah. now they're just like, please retire. Oh, my God. But they didn't and the Mets- for DeGrom, but he's a Cy Young nominee. So like- first, first of all, real quick, Jacob DeGrom deserves to win MVP and Cy Young because not only is he the most valuable player in the league. The league, hands down, I think. National League, rather. Uh, Mike Trout is still the best baseball player on the planet. Yes. Um, because Kershaw was able to win it, and he didn't have as the dominant season. He just had more wins than uh, Degrom, and he had a playoff team. That has a more terrible team. Put, putting putting that all aside, Jacob Degrom deserves to win both trophies. Just putting that out there. Um, and David Wright, you know, Captain, we gonna miss you. But that's not important right now. Well, man, important. Said, I'm not going to miss him, bro. Like, he kept y'all in the basement for a Yo, long time. Yo, man, he did it. He did it. He did it. He was he was our captain. And now, Conforto, I think he's going to be the next one to take take the step up to the to the captain's deck. But right now, that's not important. Okay, yeah, no. I'm going to tell you guys. No, 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 no. I got to get to say? my Yankees. And I got a minute left. Listen, listen, no, you don't have a minute left because you're taking minute. too much time. You got 37 seconds left. So I'm going I'm to I'm get everything I have to get out in that 37 seconds. Like, quickie. 34. So peep this. Can you stop so I can do this? Half a minute. Stop. Let's go. So what I'm going to say is I've always felt like the Red Sox are the Yankees without the money. The Red right. Sox are the Yankees, just not as flashy. Right. Yeah, yeah. The thing is that the ironic barbarians payrolls are reversed. Yeah, at the moment, the Red Sox have actually spent the money to go out and get the 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 players that they need this season, and that's why they're so good. But that being said, I think that the Yankees, like like Alan said, with all these people coming back, like if you look at the series season, I mean the the season series, it's pretty much dead even, and we've been swept twice at the beginning of the season before we got this continuity. You know what I mean? Like we were decent. It's nine and ten. The Yankees are nine and ten in the overall. In the overall, but we had a four-game sweep in the beginning of the season that's taken a heavy toll on that entire uh, record. So if you really right. look at that, then talking about like grinded out series, the Yankees have been winning all the grinded out series, especially later in the season, because the mm-hmm. Red Sox, I believe, started the season like six and one or something like it was, they, they won the first series and then they won, then they swept us in the four game series to start the season. So to look at, at the end of the season, the Yankees have been the better team towards the end of the season. So hopefully that'll carry over into the playoffs is what I'm saying. Well, if you want any like idea of what beginning of the season means, you, you can just right. ask and ask them how 11 and one feels. <laughs> well, well, that I was actually going to make that point before it was aforementioned by our good old analyst Shep. Um, thank you for you that astute, here and there. astute <laughs> analytics on your end. Uh, we appreciate you always. Yes, the Mets were eleven and one. Um, I I told people numerous times that uh, the Mets we were, you know, we were Band Aid team, as in the Band Aid. It covered up the wound for a while, but when you start relying on thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven year olds to the extent that the Mets were, where is um, Lespidus? Uh, Cespedes is, is he's with his family. All right, we're, we're not going to talk about Cespedes. He's from one of uh, the, like Spanish speaking countries that lied about. I, actually, 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 Cespedes is a great leader. He's a philanthropist. You know what I'm saying? He's uh, he's very good to the people. And he's um, a politician now because he can't play baseball no more because he's really uh, seven. You know, I don't think it's appropriate that we talk about a guy that can't defend himself on the show. So I feel like we should just leave Cespedes alone here. I thought this was a sports um, Talking about more playoff baseball, on my end at least, um, I do believe this is going to be a great series, like I keep reiterating. 
Uh, I think Boston edges the Yankees out. I, like I said, once again, I won't be upset with either either result. I just want a good series. Um, Boston's offense is pretty, pretty, pretty uh, up there. And I think it's more balanced than the Yankees, uh, just in the sense that You're Boston, 100% correct. Wrong. You said I'm, I'm wrong? I'm wrong? No, I'm, I'm personally, I'm saying you're 100% correct. Wrong. Because oh, Mo is saying I'm wrong. Okay. The Yankees is it's very power driven, where the Red Sox can beat you on the base path and they can beat they can you in the small ball right. as well as the home run. They can. Well, but yes. That's what I'm what I, no, no, you're good. I was just you know making sure that my my point was stacked because I you know I like the stats. That's my name. My name is Stat for a reason. I like to make <laughs> sure everything is right. Um. So yeah, the Red Sox have numerous ways of winning. Uh, offensively. Uh, the Yankees are very power driven, and but they—that's kind of always been their calling card. Uh, even when they had Alex Rodriguez, Hideki Matsui, Bernie Williams, those weren't base—they weren't burners on the base paths. They were just very excellent hitters, though. Um, the Yankees have great hitters now, but they're more so power driven. Like once they connect, it's gone. It's either a double or a home run. Um, but I, like I said, I just I just hope for a good series. Uh, right now, the Colorado Rockies are trailing the Milwaukee Brewers two zero. Um, I just want to throw that update out there before we move on to our next topic. NBA preseason has officially arrived. Alex, gentlemen, before we move uh, on to our next topic, no, I already, about that I, sir, 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 already moved on. No, 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 no. I just, I just want to welcome all of our fans from the BlogTalkRadio.com website who might be following us on the Anchor FM website. Thank you for, for coming and following Get Live with the crew. We apologize that you can't get live with us no more, but we're hoping you're still enjoying the show. So uh, go ahead. Continue, Alex. Wait a minute. Hold up. You cut me off to make a public announcement while I'm the MC? Mo, I know. Listen, I know you ran the show last week, brother, but that's my thing. Bro, I'm trying to All take right? your job. That's what you me. talking about? <laughs> take my job? Yes. You want to do this to job. me? Yeah, it, my teammate. That's my quarterback. What you say is fair. I got the I got the Denzel Washington training training a day face on. You gonna do this to me? <laughs> this to me? Look, what I'm that's, saying is that's insane. Sometimes when Philly needs to score the Super Bowl, you gotta make a quarterback a wide receiver. Wow, 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 wow. So now I'm Nick Foles. Now I'm a backup. Now I'm a backup quarterback. That's what you're calling me. I can't even be Carson once the 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 runner up for the MVP. I can't even be, <laughs> Yo, look, look, can't look. be that. You, you could be Carson Farrell score underscore Farrell underscore wow, GL. Wow, 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 wow. No thanks. I will take the zero, sir. I will definitely take the zero. Uh, NBA preseason is back. It's in not full swing yet, but we have played I think two games so far. Um, just blazing through the topics at the moment. There's this guy named Jimmy Butler that still is yet to be traded. Mm-hmm. Now he's talking about, um, oh, well, I mean, I guess if I'm not traded, I guess I'll just play. Oh, uh, yes, you're still under contract. So wait, Who wait. Do you think you are? So the rumors are true that he's been working out in the Timberwolves facilities getting ready for the season? Yeah, it's true. But, you know, like a, it's a messy situation. It's a messy situation out there in Minnesota. It's it's Minnesota. They're not used to these problems. They don't know how to handle this. Kevin Garnett, once he wanted to be traded, they made it happen. Um, but, yeah, so they got that going on. They had no options. Well, they did, but, I mean, they should trade him sooner rather than later because he's going to leave. He's going to walk. So What, are they going to trade him back, back to the East Coast? I don't know what they're going to do, but I don't particularly care because I don't want him on my team. This, I don't this, want him sleeping with my best girlfriend. But, th- but this is what I'm saying, Stat, is if you trade Jimmy Butler to any team in the West Coast, literally any team in the West Coast, the Timberwolves are the playoff team next season. Um, Think about it. I mean, you could trade up to the Kings. That might be the one situation. No, I think personally they should trade him to the Portland Trailblazers. Um I think it should just be a straight up swap. Um CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum for nope. J- Jimmy Butler. Nope. But I would only I would only do it for a guarantee from Jimmy Butler that he would be resigning. Um but but as long as but that you're not gonna get Jimmy Butler I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like Jimmy Butler's greatest asset to the Timberwolves is his lockdown defense. And you're not going to get that from C.J. McCullough. Um, well, Tom Thibodeau is a defensive mastermind, and he's always had a good defense. But how are you? Matter if he so, had so you're going to hide. System. So you're going to hide Andrew Wiggins, and you're going to hide C.J. McCullough while trying to 
overrate Damian Lillard's size while having no big men. Well, Andrew Wiggins, contrary to many popular, you know, opinion, he's actually very decent on defense. He's very athletic. Very, he has very quick decent. He's just, he just so, takes plays off. He just so takes he, plays off. Man. So is he going to take Jimmy Butler's spot? Is he, is he going to be the man guarding, guarding the best player on the team every, every night in and out? No, no, but you can always you can always find somebody to do that, sir. First of all, not somebody you can um, put in your starting lineup, bro. First of all, not first like of Jimmy all, Butler. First of all, um, sir. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you look off. At, look at look at the look at the San Antonio Spurs. Who on that team is locking down anyone outside of Dejounte Murray? Demar Derozan? Hell no. Rudy mm-hmm. Gay? Hell no. Paolo they lost Fox? Lomo too, Hell didn't no. they? Bertrand? Hell no. Yes, they did. Um. So that's four people. You think San Antonio gives a damn about that? Yes, I think they do. No, no they don't. They don't. They wouldn't. Have, they I would. Think, they wouldn't have traded Demar Derozan. Look, they wouldn't think, have not resign Kyle. Anderson. I think that they will come regular season, sir. I think look, they're very confident in that system, but they've had a bona fide, bona fide superstar for the last twenty three seasons. Am I wrong? Bonafide? No. Because the year that uh, – I forgot what season it was. 20, 20, 25, 26 seasons then? Am I wrong? It was it because was about, they, they've had Kawhi. There was, a stretch, there was a stretch where Kawhi wasn't Kawhi yet. He was just a really good defensive player. And that was the year – If you're going to sit here and tell me that the one season between Tim Duncan and Kawhi where they still made the playoffs – before Kawhi was was considered a dominant player, but he was still a really good two-way player, doesn't count, I'm going to tell you you're bugging, bro. Because the San Antonio Spurs have had a bona fide superstar since the Admiral came in the league. Um, that year, I don't, I don't think anyone on that team made an all-star. So technically, you can't be a bona fide star if you don't make an all-star team. Um, okay, so the year they- what, two seasons after that when the Admiral started making – all-star team, is that what you're talking about? I wasn't, I wasn't talking about that year. I was talking about the year that they beat the Heat in the finals. They didn't have a superstar on that team. Kawhi Leonard was not a superstar yet. He's not a superstar. You they beat the Heat in the finals? You're talking about with the big three? You're talking about with Parker, Ginobili, and Duncan? And neither one of them. Every year, Duncan's in the league neither, to be a bona fide Listen, listen. Neither one of them. They all had not pedestrian, but pedestrian to their careers, they all have pedestrian numbers that year. Bro, bro, no one, bro, bro, stat, you can stop talking now. Because if you're going to sit here and try and tell me that Duncan had a pedestrian career, you are out of your mind, bro. Did I say pedestrian? Whether or not the numbers were pedestrian? Did I say pedestrian career? I said he was pedestrian that year. The, the, no, 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 no. You said, yeah, you said he was pedestrian that year and they had pedestrian numbers. But if you're going to sit they here have and tell me that having that Tim Duncan on your team doesn't Raise your playoff spot at least three levels. You're lying. You're lying sir, to my face, sir, sir, um, sir. I don't know if you realize how old Tim Duncan was that year, um, but he was pretty old, Doc. Um, meaning he uh he couldn't do Tim Duncan s things. Um, but they had L- they didn't have L A then. You're right. They didn't have L A then. I don't know. I don't know why you try to debate the man whose name is Stat. I don't just say stuff to be saying stuff. Unless it's sometimes so it's really good, then sometimes I will. All right, all right, all right. So there's like one, one, maybe one and a half seasons in there. Maybe one and a half seasons. But you, I'm saying, you look at this San Antonio team. Lamarcus Aldridge has proven to be unreliable. Demar Derozan not, not last year. year. Last year he was pretty damn good. He, he was reminiscent of his Portland Trailblazer days, but you have yet to get Portland Trailblazer Blaze. Wow, Troy and Portland Trailblazer. Yeah, yeah, look days. at you. Look at you. Look at you. Shut up. <laughs> Portland Trailblazer days out of LaMarcus Aldridge in the San Antonio Spurs uniform. That's what I'm saying. That's a yeah. lot. Last year. He was an all-star last year. They got they got the numbers. <laughs> no, but just because he was an all-star last year doesn't equate to the things he was doing when he was in a Portland Trailblazers uniform. When he was in a Portland Trailblazers uniform, he was a 2010 guy. Easy. Easy. Well, that's that's also because he was the first he was damn good. 30-10 guy. He should be last year. He should have been the first option. So I don't understand what you're saying, bro. You're not talking uh, right now. When, when, when has anyone ever been the number one option on Spurs? Somebody has to be the number one option, bro. Who, who is who was ever the number one option? 
it was never number one. Look, option. if you if you if you want to look at any season that the Spurs had, and you want to look at last season, last season was the season to have a number one option. They've never had as little pieces as they have had in the last twenty something seasons as they did last season. And I don't know, bro. Why. They don't have some. They don't have some bad rosters, bro. They didn't, bro. Well, here's just because they didn't have five former All Stars on the team does not mean they didn't have a bad roster. But I want to say. Ahead, Four seasons ago was the last time they had they didn't have a five like former all stars on the team. Me, so keep talking. Me sitting here, I'm just kind of wondering what preseason basketball is looking like. I don't want to argue about no Spurs team no more. Listen, this is this is essential, okay? Damn it, I'm tired <laughs> of people questioning my my out of the blue, you know, what I'm saying remarks just because it doesn't line up with public opinion. Public opinion would say, "Oh yeah, the Spurs do the Spurs." Do. No, no. No, 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 no. The Spurs are going to be fine. And if the Timberwolves were to acquire C.J. McCollum, he can become the de facto either number one option or number two option to Anthony Towns. Anthony Towns has never had someone as dynamic with the ball in his hands as C.J. McCollum. But and then you don't have never... – Sorry, I don't mean what? to cut you what? I don't mean to cut, don't mean to cut you off. But – See, see this, is the, say, this, speak, is the, this is the one problem the... with Anchor because I can't mute people. That's speak. the only thing about Anchor. I can't mute them. Because y'all, so y'all gonna have to hear him, and I can't get it out. But I also want you to speak to the aspect of CJ McCollum not playing with a bona fide guard. He don't need a bona fide guard. He proved that when Dame was out. Okay. Fair enough. Fair you know statement. I'm saying he, I don't, don't, he don't, don't need him. Okay. Dame don't need CJ. CJ don't need Dame. Uh, if if CJ was the goal with Car Anthony Towns, Dame Death don't need CJ. Baby, come on. That's like. That's a, a more efficient and higher shooting version of Mike Bibby and Chris Webber. If you had to say Steph and Clay without the defense, that makes sense. Oh my God. Oh my God. Can we I don't even want to hear Steph's name. We we done changed podcast streamings and all that good stuff. I don't want to hear Steph. I don't I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, you don't saw, hear me anymore. I can say whatever I want about the Knicks. Hold on. We start talking about the Warriors, I'm turning this thing off. Thank you, right? Like, I don't, I don't even know about that. I don't even know about that. But anyway, um, I actually saw a poll the other day, y'all, that said Steph Curry was voted 50% the best point guard in the league. I don't know what site it was. I just know I, I exited out real fast because it's, it's asinine. It's crazy. Um, But, yeah, real quick, Mo, talk, tell me a little bit about your Lakers, man. How, how they looking? I see. I mean, I know how they looking, but you're, you're the Lakers fan, right? You know, you've been that way for a while. <laughs> Since I can remember, but – let me let me not speak on that, because um, you know I've watched all the televised games that have happened so far in the preseason because I'm that type of Lakers fan. But um, yeah, and, I mean, I don't want to say this because I hope it's not true. Well, but we don't look go. we don't look that much different than the Cavs did last season. To be perfectly oh, that's, honest, that's a... what? What? Go ahead. I'm sorry. You're being perfectly honest. I'm sorry. Go ahead. To, to be perfectly honest, our team is much more capable, I think, of sustaining a lead than the Cavs were last season without LeBron. And I think that to be the only difference. Hmm. That's, that's, that's to me literally the only difference. Our team plays better defense than the Cavs did last season. Other than that, we decent – in the, I mean, obviously one of the most fast-paced teams in the league, but we make a lot of mistakes trying to keep up the pace. We are good in the open court, but once we slow down to the half court, we have a lot of trouble trying to figure out what the formations are. Luke Walton does a good job of manipulating the lineups to try and get advantages, but at the same time, those advantages don't pan out as well as you want them to. So it's like, we, to me, we're the Cavs last season without the boneheaded J.R. Smith mistakes. You're so damn disrespectful. And this is your favorite team. I would at That's least start. That's my favorite team. You would have. They, they, they disappointed me up until this point, bro. We played the, played the Denver Nuggets twice. And both times they were, without LeBron in the lineup, they were underwhelming. They did not. Well, they did not move the ball well. Right. They did not do. They did not run the pick and roll well. They did right. not play good defense. They did right. not maintain the paint. Like it's like right. I could keep going on and on, but there were a lot of problems watching the Lakers play without LeBron on the court. 
And All right, so boom, it's check more this problems out. that I saw last season without LeBron on the court. Right, 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 right. Um, let me just throw this out there real quick. The Denver Nuggets have been together essentially for about the last three, four years. The Lakers, maybe two months. Uh, so that's one. Two, you're also missing your best defensive guard outside of Catavius Caldwell Pope. Um, so that being, doesn't really help. I'm sorry? Being Lonzo Ball. Uh nah, nah. He might be our third defensive guard though. You're right. No, who who who's above him? If you try to say Lonzo Ball has better defense than Rondo, I don't know who you are. Um, you can check the defensive metric stats. He actually is a much better defender. Yeah, but you Rondo. can't take that off of one year's worth of work. Yeah. So so fair. so this is this is kind of not to mention not doing. to mention hold is, on hold on not no. to mention one year's worth of work where he only played fifty games. Um, fifty games in the best conference, guarding the the best position in the in the conference. Can't take anything um, away from him. Not not having anyone to back him up behind that, so he can't send somebody to help side expecting them to shut him down, like I lost Steph Curry, um, and Rondo last year, and notoriously across his career, he's always had a big man that could patrol the paint, and he's also had a small forward that can play defense. Um, no, I'm sorry, not small forward, shooting guard that can always play defense. Uh, last year he had Drew Holiday. Uh, the year before that he had Wesley Matthews. Uh, the year before, like it, it goes on and on and on. So, I don't care what you say. Uh, Rondo is a good defender. Well, well, but you're, we'll see you're this second. Year. I mean, he'll have a decent sh- shooting guard because I expect Lonzo Ball to be the starting shooting guard by the time the season starts. No, he's he's a starting point guard. Don't be don't be fooled. Over Rondo, um, you think? Uh, uh, yeah, I know. This Rondo, yeah. I'm I'm ignorant to basketball, but I know that Rondo is reaching the end almost in a sense. I feel, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Rondo, if you're talking about Rondo, like when I was watching basketball back in 09, I'd be like, you, you're nuts, or whatever, 2011, whatever it was. Nah, that ain't that Rondo. But, but, don't but, get me wrong, he plays a mean point guard. But this is what I'm saying. Yo, if you saw, if you saw the tip-off play for this preseason from the Lakers, you would say, okay, Rondo and LeBron have something going on. Well, yes, they're two of the greatest basketball minds left in the league. Like they literally know the game of basketball. All right, so let me let me let me let me announce or break down break break down the tip off play to you. All right, so here we go, and the ball is up. McGee tips it to LeBron. LeBron already passes it to Rondo. Rondo throws it up. Javale McGee alley oop. They had that planned. They had that planned before the game started. I I I seen it. But so, now imagine. But that's what I'm saying. I, I don't someone... think Ball has that. I think that's a Rondo thing, bro. Are you are you insane? Look, look, Ball can do it. Don't get me wrong. Ball can do it. But Rondo, I think Rondo was the guy who's going to be in the film room planning it. I think that's the difference. Ball will do it off of instinct. Rondo is the guy. I think Rondo at the end of the season is going to be the guy that LeBron wants in that starting point guard point guard role because he's willing to prepare more. I think Absolutely that's what not. I think it comes down to. Absolutely not. Okay, I think not? I'm 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 actually a I'm gonna say 88 percent sure that LeBron is going to clamor for Lonzo. Not only because of no 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 I'll put it this way, LeBron is going to want the best basketball players on the floor at the time that the game is on the line. I think the lineups are going to be very weird depending on the situation. I really think uh, probably by midseason is going to be uh, Josh Hart. No, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna go by position. It's going to be Lonzo, Josh Hart, LeBron, Ingram, and Kuzma. It's going to be those five. Those are your best. Those are the best five players on your team. LeBron, Josh Hart, Ingram, Kuzma, and Lonzo? And Lonzo. Those are the best five players. Yeah, they're already trying to implement that lineup. They already have Kuzma playing the five, trying to implement that lineup. You're right. That's what's going to happen. Now, are there going to be situations where Rondo's having a really good game and he's going to basically, you know, LeBron's going to, not LeBron's going to, but I think Rondo's going to play his way into the four-quarter lineup where Josh Hart might not necessarily play. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, but I, th- I think, me personally, I think our best lineup, especially in the playoffs, is going to be Rondo, Lonzo, either Ingram or Hart, and then Kuzma mm. and LeBron. I think that's going to mm. be our best lineup. I, I truthfully wanted Hart before he even got any type of – Shine. I I told the Knicks. I actually mentioned the Knicks quite a few times on Twitter. I was like, "Uh, please trade for Josh Hart. Please, please do it. Please do it. Please, please." And then he went bananas once everybody got hurt. And I'm like, "Up, oh, up. Oh, there goes that." 
It's not happening no more. And I keep I said it about him. People might not believe it, but I said it about Draymond. I said it about uh, Thornwell for the Clippers. Like, I love the second round, especially the early second round, because those are guys who did a lot of things. Like, those are really good basketball players who might not necessarily have the athleticism, like Josh Hart, Thornwell, Green. But they're really good basketball players. They have good minds. They know where to be on the court. And they, they always make the right decision more times than not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I clamor for those type of players. But, yeah, no, Lonzo is your second – Best. He's your. He's your second best player. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, third. Yeah, he's, he's the best rookie best last player. season. It does. It doesn't matter. He's your second best player. I I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. Brandon 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 Ingram Brandon Ingram is turning into a he was, very he was our good second best point guard last season when Brandon Ingram stepped in as point guard. So I like wait wait, wait, wait it makes it difficult for me to say that. Whoa 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 whoa. See y'all just be thinking because a tall nigga can get the ball, you know what I'm saying, and he just magically passes the ball decently or runs a play that he's a point guard. No. Bro, no, no, Brandon no, Ingram no, played no, point no, guard no, no. when Lonzo Ball got hurt last season. I am the Lakers fan. I, I watched I the games, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't, listen, and I'm a sports fanatic, so I studied the game. You watched it, but I studied it. So check this out. You could, you could tell me all you want. Jonathan Tendakupu is not a point guard. He's a very good playmaking small forward. He is not a point guard. There are several games I watched with the Bucks where he makes a good pass or he makes a good decision with the ball, mm-hmm. but – he still misses it more times than not. A point guard, a la Rondo, a la Chris Paul, a la Lonzo. They don't miss the pa- – they, they always make the right decision, right pass, right and – they, and they run the team. Like, it's totally different. It's totally different. They just – you can, there's a difference between a point forward or somebody who can bring up the ball and a point guard. And I keep trying to, you know, gently bring, break that down to people, but it just doesn't seem to always get through. Enough. But for you, but for you to say – for you to say Brandon Ingram was a better point guard last year, you're, you're nuts. Statistically, you're nuts. bro. Statistically. Statistically. He more wins. But, but wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Statistically, right? You said statistically, right? Um, I'm almost certain he didn't play point guard for more than 50 games, and you just told me how can we go off of Lonzo's stats if he only played 50 games, right? Yeah, that's a stat. I can appreciate that kind of information. Okay. I'm sitting here. Okay. But how many more games did Lonzo play than Brandon Ingram? Not that many, bro. Not at the point guard but, position. So, so all the games that he missed still doesn't equate because it's an 82 game season. So let's break down the numbers. 50, 82 minus 50 equals 32. So that means Brandon Ingram can only play at least 32 games at point guard, which is still not more than Lonzo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So at starting point guard. At starting point guard. Not to mention the games that he played as the bench point guard. But I'm, not, I'm done Who? with the topic. You're good. Who's the bench? Who's the bench point guard? Who Josh was Hart? the bench point guard? Wait, are you are you serious right now? Josh Hart? It wasn't it the guy with the balding fade? Wasn't he also the backup point guard? Because I I could have sworn Brandon Ingram started in the starting lineup. I don't think he was the bench point guard. No, he wasn't. You're right. You're not though. <sighs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, we got about six minutes left, even though we have a lot more time because it's anchor. It's not blocked out radio. We still want to keep it underneath the allotted time that we normally do. Real quick, fellas, Le'Veon Bell actually finally announced that he's going to come back week uh, eight. The Steelers have a bye week seven. Week seven. Uh, no, he's coming back on the – like, the, I can play him in my fantasy lineup week eight. Stop cutting me off. <laughs> All right? Uh-huh. He, he can't take a snap until week eight because the Steelers have a bye week seven. Anyway, um. So, yeah, so, uh, Alan, since, you know, like you said, you was ignorant to basketball, I'm going to let you tell me what you think about this. I, I know that – I think I feel like I know the obvious answer to how the Steelers are going to receive Le'Veon, but what do you think the answer is going to be? Uh, wow. If I'm, if I'm in the Steelers' locker room and I'm a player, I'm extremely disappointed. But you know what? At the same time, I, I get it because, you know what, he's sacrificing his body, you know what I mean, and he needs that paper. Mm-hmm. And it's, it kind of goes off to the whole thing last year with the with the anthem and when Alejandro Villanueva the 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 tackle came out and stood for the pledge uh, for the for the anthem mm-hmm. and the whole team stayed in the locker room. You know what I mean? It was kind of like you know a break. 
in team atmosphere. It was like a breaking team atmosphere and the camaraderie. It, you know what? It, it's not, I'm not going to say he's full Vontae Davis, but at the same time, it is what it is. And I personally would be disappointed. I, I'm happy that he's coming back. And you know what? Hopefully it's all copacetic. That's all I hope for. Because when the Steelers play together football and they play their brand of football, it's an entertaining game to watch. And that's all I want is an entertaining game from them. Mo, what you think? Okay, so I don't care about copacetic, right? As a black man in America. I'm just... Wow. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got mm-hmm. <laughs> 400 years. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do this to me during the show. Like... <laughs> no, no, no. But, 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 but seriously, though, um, I figured we were going to talk about it later, but I uh, – think Earl Thomas is the perfect example, bro. Like, I've been saying this for two seasons now because they franchise-tagged Le'Veon Bell for the last two seasons, and you can only franchise-tag a player three seasons in a row, I believe. So this is his last season to get franchise-tagged. But mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell is one of, if not the best running back in the NFL. He's reaching the end of his shelf life, though. You got to say that. If – if you be- okay, yes. If you believe in most running backs run their shelf life within the first five seasons, then yes, he's running his shelf life. But I believe that there are acceptances. I believe there are Adrian Petersons. I believe there are Barry Sanders. There are not many examples, but mm-hmm. there are running backs. Even even Lagarette Blood. Think about it. Lagarette, Lagarette, Lagarette. Can we get a grammar check on that name? Look, he's Lagarette. Board, it's Lagarette. Lagarette. It's Lagarette. Look, that man who's who get the blunts, him. He has he when he first came into the league, he was said to be a man who couldn't adapt to the NFL. Um. Um, I mean, the speed of the NFL. The, the NFL climate. It wasn't even the speed of the NFL. It was it was the way he had to interact with his teammates. Okay, it was yeah. it was the way he had to swallow his own pride. Yep. People said he wasn't able to do that. And not only did he overcome punching his teammate, I mean punching a kid at Boise State when he was at Boise State, and then overcame punching his teammate as a Titan to get another job, and then overcame punching his teammate as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer this to get man, another job. This man should have went into boxing. Right? Yeah. And then he, yeah, and then he becomes a New England Patriot, and he becomes one of, if not the most, I don't want to say productive NFL running backs, but he is guaranteed. I'm a, I, guaranteed. If you can get into the red zone, this I, man will get say, you a – We got we to gotta cut most tangents short because this man be going on. Up. Listen, Whatever. first of all – Look, let me cut it off real quick. What I was going to say is that – I think there are some running backs who come into the league and they're flashing right. in the pan. And right, right, right. Dalvin Cook might be one of them. I don't think Whoa, okay. is. But there are obviously running backs who come into the league and their flashes in the pan. But there are also mm-hmm. obviously running backs who come into the league and no matter what they are, they are a bona fide RB1, RB2 in the league. And that being said, I think Le'Veon Bell is a bona fide RB1, RB2 in the league. And it doesn't matter where he goes, he is going to do well. So if he has man to just use fantasy his... football terms to but, describe a You know player. what I'm saying? But <laughs> even, even in a real team, whether he be in – like he could go to the Giants today and him and Saquon Barkley would split carries straight up. Right. But that's what I'm saying is regardless of that and regardless of his injury history – I think that it would have been smarter for him to preserve his body as long as possible because the Steelers have made it obvious, even though they haven't really been to prominence without a major running back, they are not willing to pay him the money he's obviously worth. He should preserve his body to get that money from whatever team he's going to get that money from. I don't care what you say or or how you feel. To be perfectly honest, you can say championships, all that. But if at the end of the day, he's going to sacrifice his body for enough money that's not going to keep him healthy, he shouldn't do it. Thank you. Thank you, Mo, for spending two minutes and 47 seconds going on that tangent. When I ask a simple question, um, I'm going to say uh, everyone's saying that the Steelers are going to obviously not welcome him back with open arms. Uh, I think they should stop being so – what's the word? I don't want to say blindsided because I feel like that's a terrible pun because it's football we're talking about. But 
they should pretty much open up their eyes and realize that running backs have one of the shortest, you know, career spans on the field. They, sure. Their their main job is to go where like most running backs are supposed to go into contact and run the person over. That, that that's what you're supposed to do. Sure. Running backs and linebackers, I think, they experience the most contact. Linebackers, um, yeah. So with that being said, Le'Veon did what he felt was best for him. And especially in today's society, that's really hard to do and, and not care about other people's feelings, pretty much. And in essence, like, I think, I forgot where I was, uh, what, what I was reading, but someone said only, like, the 5% of the world that actually doesn't care, they're able to, like, care about how people feel about them, they're able to be more successful than the 95% that do. Um, and Le'Veon took that step. And he, and then there's no other example that's better than Earl Thomas being out for the season now. Mm-hmm. He, he, he asked to be traded. He asked for a contract session. They're just like, no, we're not giving it to you, not giving it to you, not giving it to you, not giving it to you. So he was like, you know what, let me just suck it up and play for the team. You know, do it for my, my fellow, fellow uh, Seahawk. And then you're out for the season and you're a free agent next year. Hmm. Cowboys are still now, 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 now what does that leave you? So, I mean, I think Le'Veon, uh, the Steelers should all be big boys and realize that they need him. Um, although, you know, Le'Veon has never really been in a situation where he's had to face like a stack box, which uh, other running backs like David Johnson wouldn't be able to say. Like he always faces eight man in the box. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just my response to your whole him being the best running back in the league conversation. Uh, people who might say Alvin Kamara is the best. The only reason I would say he's not the best is because he's doing everything Le'Veon pretty much showed the league how to do. Yeah. Le'Veon showed that if you can catch the ball at the backfield, you can be just as influential as, you know, getting the handoff. And Alvin Kamara and New Orleans Saints are running wild. And even the Giants to an extent. I've, I can't remember the last time I seen a running back with 15 catches. Oh, that's right. The very next week, Alvin Kamara had 16. But anyway, that's not important. Uh, we thank everyone who's going to tune into this episode. Uh, our time is running short. Well, not running short. It's pretty much over. Um, same time next week. Get live with the crew. Uh, Mo Riggs, let them know what your handles are. Shep, you can tell them where to catch you at on, on Instagram. We need to work on getting you a Twitter, my brother. We yeah, that's work my on that. bad, dude. I just... Nah, listen, it's, it's, it's all good, brother. It's all good, brother. But Mo, real quick, in 15 seconds, throw out your handle. I'm going to throw out mine. We're going to get out of here. You don't mind. It's the at Notorious M-O-E. It's the N-O. N-O. T-O. M-O-E. That's Mo. Hey. Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can catch me 317th underscore on, uh, I think that's just Instagram. On Twitter, S-T-A-T underscore G-O. Um, you might have seen me on NBA TV a couple of times with my tweets. You know what I'm saying? I had the Kobe when he was uh, in the suit and Nick Young was taking too many shots. That that was me. That was that, That's me. You can follow me on Twitter. stat underscore G-O. Um, and we'll see y'all next week, man. 9 o'clock p.m. Get live with the crew.